0: Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in Hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers. (sighs) 785-833. Hey, All right, Bailey Zimmerman. This is going to be a good one. I've already done it, so I can say that in good conscience. Uh, he blew up on TikTok, and that's a thing, right? And, oh, this kid's a TikTok kid. This story's just a lot different than that. its I didn't even know he blew up on TikTok, really, when I had him in, full disclosure, as this is episode 357. I was just looking at data, and it was like, Bailey Zimmerman, one of the most consumed country artists of all country artists. I'm talking about up against Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen and Kenny Chesney. And I was like, how is this happening? So I told Mike... Mike D, my excellent producer and right-hand man, I said, hey, let's get her on the show. And he said, um, that ain't a her, bro. And I was like, oh, Bailey's a dude? I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, Bailey's a dude. I said, well, let's get him on the show. And then he came in, and I tell him at the end my review of him, which was funny. And this is also his first real interview ever. So I loved it. I don't know, Bailey, you may be listening to this back. Great job, buddy. Can't wait to do more with you and see you explode. And just a big fan of this kid now after hanging out with them. I don't say that often. Sometimes I get on this and I'm like, well, I never want to hang out with that person again. This is a good one. Bailey Zimmerman. Go follow him. Bailey.Zimmerman on TikTok. And enjoy this very refreshing Bobby cast. Here we go. When you were driving in, Bailey, one of the guys that works here was like, I think he's got like a monster truck. I was going to bring it. And then... Starts coming through, and I was like, "Well, it looks like a nice white SUV, but I don't see a- how big's the truck. This this mysterious truck."
1: Uh, the the mirror.
0: Get up on the microphone right
1: there, yeah. Here, here. Um, the mirror is probably like two or three foot above my head. The the side mirror is. Yeah. So if I'm standing up, it's probably. I mean, it's really tall. How, yeah. So
0: is it, I feel like it would need one of those helicopter rope ladders to get up in. Does it have a ladder that comes out, or you just pull yourself up every time? No.
1: Well, I've been really working on getting steps for it that come down, but they're not in yet. So it's a struggle. Because I don't drive it very much. Because Oh, like, you don't? So no. You,
0: but you have, you climb up? You jump? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, you use so, the tire. Okay, talk to me, because I don't know much about cars, but is it an old truck? Is it a new truck?
1: Yep, new one. Yep.
0: And I've, you I've, got it jacked that high?
1: Yeah. I've always wanted to do it. And I mean, then, I agree. If
0: you want to do it, do it. I Yeah. Just, so it's so big. I think if I had spent all this money and time, I would only want to drive it. But I guess. guess you do. Sucks, guess no, none.
1: you want to drive it. But then when you get home and there's like a paint chip here or there's like a crack somewhere, you're like, I'm not driving this anymore. What
0: about parking spots? I feel like that would be tough. Not
1: bad. No, it's, it's really not. It's I fit just tall. not fa- You have a picture of it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I guess I, I'm picturing like a Bigfoot, like literal Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, that thing's huge. It's pretty big. Are those pink wheels? No, no gold. It's just yeah. The, just it's all gold. So okay, let me ask a couple questions here. Then, how long you had the truck? About a year. Okay, probably. How About long did it take to finish? And did you? Are you the one that specialized?
1: I customized it all. Yeah. I didn't do the work. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm saying, is, but, but
0: you from the beginning, you said I want this done, this done, this. Yeah,
1: done. yeah. I picked. How every long did color? that take to do? Well, I've built this truck in my head for years. I'm like, man, if I get enough money, I'm going to build a truck like this. So I've had every color picked out for like five years. So it took like six months to build it, though.
0: And are you impatiently waiting the whole time? Like, come on, come on, come on.
1: As I've grown older, I used to be really impatient with things, and now I'm
0: just like, yeah, it'll get done when it's done. Because I get impatient if I buy a pair of shoes online, and I'm like, all right, is it here today? Yeah. You just spent six months building a truck. I would have been so ready to drive that thing immediately.
1: Well, oh, I was. Every day I was like, man, I wish my truck was done, but— you go through and you get calls like you'll have like two calls a week. Hey man, uh, this happened. We gotta we gotta switch this or you know. So after like four times of that happening, you're just like you know what? Just I'm well, gonna stress myself
0: out. Thank and now people this. know it's that truck is so known. I would assume a lot of people would even know it's you because of your social media presence. I'd be where people follow me home.
1: We did have people follow us to Red Lobster the other night. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah be, that's what I'd be worried about. They yeah. would know, and that's why I never got a personalized license plate because I don't want someone. They would be like, I hate that guy. Key in my car, yeah. or just people like, oh, big shot. Got not you, but me. oh, look mm. at him driving that. Let's go. Let's go hassle him a little bit.
1: Yeah, I've kind of just always had big trucks, so I just thought eh, it's part of my brand, and I've I've always had big trucks. So pretty cool, surely man. Nobody.
0: How much costs to fill up? Gas-wise.
1: hundred bucks, but it only gets me like 120 miles. I was
0: going to say, a hundred bucks isn't bad for a truck, no. but when it only drives down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. You can go to Walmart and back. Oh, man, it's good to, uh, to, to see you, good to talk to you. I was When I leave the radio station on Music Row, because we'll work out of here some, we'll work out of there some, but when I leave, I see your face on the big sign. Yeah. I'm driving out, and I was like, oh, I wonder what's up with this kid. And so I just started researching it a little bit. First, congratulations, because... You know, I'll look occasionally and look at just consumption. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have any. I don't really care that much about what gets put on the radio because I'm on a whole, I'm on a whole bunch of stations. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really look. I shouldn't say care. I don't really look and try to affect radio stations. But I will look and see. You know, who's streaming a lot, who's getting played a lot. That's new. You're killing it, man. Hey, man, it's re- really cool. Like, uh, and and to be honest with you, I did to you what people do to me when they don't know who I am, and most people don't. But they'll go, my name will get spelled B-O-B-B-I. I have a unisex mm. name. They'll think I'm a girl. Yep, same. And I was like, Bailey. I was like, man, she must be killing it. <laughs> she it's, must but, be, yeah. Killing and so <laughs> and then I realized, oh, that's him. Yeah. So with a unisex name, do you ever get that? Oh, my
1: whole life. I used to hate it so much. I was like, Mom, why did you name me Bailey? <laughs> you know, why would you name me a girl's name? But as I've grown older, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I've it's, never it's an met awesome another name. I've never met another dude named Bailey. So I'm at peace with it now. But oh yeah, my whole life, it was like Bailey Lynn, too. My middle name is Lynn. That's, so. Yeah, you're
0: doubling up the girl names. I'm doubling up. I like yeah, I so. doubled up. I like it. What, what are you attributing? Because obviously you have a big social media presence. But um, what I read, though, was you didn't start off doing music on any sort of social media. Like even TikTok, mm-hmm. you were just showing off tru- trucks. You're just yeah. Like, so what? let's go back then before music. You said, I'm going to get on. And did you plan to just do it for like your small circle? Or did you go, I got some real, I think truck people will follow me. I'm going to create a brand here.
1: So I start. there's this girl in my hometown, it was Walmart and she was a cashier and she was like, I was flirting with her and I was like, I'm going to catch you on TikTok because I had posted one video and it did just a, you know, a couple thousand. And she was like, you'll never hit 10,000 followers on TikTok. So I just kind of got it in me. I was like, well, I'm going to do that. So I started, I built this truck. I started just filming it and stuff and putting sounds behind it. And then it ended up getting a lot of traction. And then I got hooked on truck shows. So then I started like taking. going? It. Yeah, going. Taking, taking
0: that truck. Yeah, I truck took truck. it
1: from just like building trucks and posting it. It's like, oh, I think I'm gonna start going to these shows and maybe get some, you know, try to win trophies. And I got hooked on that in 2019 and then just kept doing my truck stuff. And then one day, I had never sang before and I was wanting to get out of the pipeline industry just because of not seeing family and being gone so much. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start building trucks as a profession. And not only am I going to post them, but I'm going to build other people's trucks. So me and my brother John started doing that. And like three days into business, I tried singing just in the shop. And this dude named Gavin Lucas from the same town I'm in was like, hey, man, I think you've got a cool voice. And I write songs. I can play guitar. Would you ever just want to hang sometime? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll hang sometime. I've never really watched anybody play guitar and sing at the same time.
0: That's how it started. That's, That's how the
1: whole thing started. Yeah.
0: Dear God, I've never heard of a uh, more random, cooler, oops, but awesome story.
1: It was very random. We we like jammed like three times, and I was just so in awe of him playing guitar and singing at the same time. He's like writing. This guy can write songs. So one night we were hanging, and he said, "Hey man, tonight we should try to like really write a song and see if we can write songs." So. That was my first single, Never Coming Home. That night, we wrote the first verse, and mind you, this was like a weekend hanging with Gavin, and we wrote the first verse and then posted it on TikTok that night at like two a.m. And I woke up, and I like, kid you not, I woke up had almost two million views, a crazy amount of comments. I called my union that I was in that I pipelined with, quit
0: after one video in the next
1: morning. Yeah,
0: and you were already looking to get out, but listen, when there's not a paycheck coming,
1: yeah. Yeah, we were laid off at the time, and got it. I just felt like, man, if I'm going to chase something, this is definitely something to chase. You know, you might as well try it. But
0: what's funny is you're like, if I'm going to chase something, I guess it's this thing that just randomly popped up a couple of days ago. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, man, Could my mom— not,
0: have you, Did you never sing as a kid?
1: My mom would always, like, tell me in the truck, like, oh, you should sing. I used to be able to sing before I started smoking cigarettes. I used to be able to sing and stuff, and I just always blew it off because that's my mom. You know, so I, I always just blew it off. And then over my life, I've had like three people tell me, man, I think you could
0: sing. But I but did you ever sing where people could actually hear you?
1: No. It all started like two years from now or two years back from now. I like sang one day. And then after that, I had like three people tell me. And then sing the where? video. Sing where? Just random, like a random place. I think it was up at the courts. Um in Florida, Illinois, like the basketball courts. Yeah, so
0: what do you mean yeah. you're just like, just right here, me and you, and you're like, you are my sunshine? Yeah, mother. it was and Hurricane. And like, are like, wow. You sang Luke Combs Hurricane? Yeah,
1: Luke Combs Hurricane. Hurricane. This kid named Trey Zooty was just jamming on the guitar, and I was real bored. And you always just went up to the basketball courts to hang out, and he was like, jamming on the guitar, and I was like, I'll try to sing. And then I tried, and then I tried again. And then that video, I, I like, was like, you know what?
0: I'm just gonna try it. Like, what could it hurt if I tried singing? That's crazy. You're like a kid who's walking by a ball field, and you're like, oh, man, there's a ball laying down there. Let me just grab that. Oh, you, you have a glove on over there? Am I supposed to throw it to you? Yeah. <laughs> Pow! 102-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> and you're like, wow. So if I'm rewinding before the music stuff, because I'm I'm so interested in your passion of uh, cars, trucks, building. Mm-hmm. When Because when you said to me, when I got some money, I built the truck, I figured it was, when you got some money from either stuff on social media, signing a deal. Uh, but it was when you got some money, you saved up money from like working a real job. So, when I got
1: some money, I built my big truck. The one truck I had no money. Dude, 2 years ago, I couldn't like afford my truck payment. I had no money. I was living with my mom, which I love my mom, but I was like 20, <laughs> almost 21, living with my mom and I'm like, "Man, what am I going to do with my life?" and pipelines not working out. So, I had no money, so I just budget built this truck. It was like it was like painted so that even,
0: truck you're talking about, that's the budget mm-hmm. truck you built. This is a truck you built when you're like, okay, I have some money for being creative. Yeah. That's crazy. I thought, man,
1: if what if I just build the biggest truck, the biggest half-ton truck in America? What if I just build it, and then I try to brand me? Because my music isn't very party. It's like super sad and feelings and like you know, what I'm feeling. So I thought, man, but I do want people to like ha- know that I have a good time, too. <laughs> you want to so be the sad good- guy? Yeah, like I'm yeah. not always just this sad, really depressed dude in my house. You know, I do have fun. And so I thought, man, I'll build this huge truck and take it to truck shows, and maybe I can get my, my fans to come to these shows and see me that way as well.
0: That's pretty cool. I'm kind of in awe of, of this story, and I've heard all the stories. I've never heard one quite like this. This is really cool. And you're, you're young, 22, 23? 22. Yeah, that's crazy. So you live with your mom at 20. You have no aspirations to be a performer. I yeah. No, it's not that you didn't want to. You just didn't even know that what is the thing, right? Well, I was living
1: in an 800-person town. You know, nobody ever makes it out of there. So I thought, I mean, I'm in competition with a billion people that are all trying to do the same thing. Where'd you live? Um, Louisville, Illinois.
0: Where in the state? Like up Very down?
1: southern. Okay. So very southern, close to like Mount Vernon, Effingham, um, two hours from Champaign.
0: Yeah, three towns that... I don't even know where they are. I'll be honest with <laughs> you. Yeah. And I tore I tore a lot, but I—that's tough. For, so if very like the bottom little tip thing there.
1: Yep. So if you go up to Champagne or Peoria,
0: we're like I two know and Peoria. Half, yeah, through, yeah, three hours
1: the, from Peoria south.
0: The Cubs minor league teams in Peoria. Mm, so. Yep. Okay, so you go. You, you graduate high school. Yep. Graduated okay. high school. You finished high school. What kind of student were you? Terrible. Hated
1: school. <laughs> I, I failed math. I failed math. But which
0: version of math? There's a lot of math. It like, was algebra too. Like algebra, too. yeah. If you're talking algebra, yeah. I'm not going to be like, I can't believe. Yeah, that sucks.
1: Yeah, it algebra was sucks. so lame.
0: So, you, okay, you, you graduate high school. And does your truck fascination just generally come from your dad, you think?
1: It comes from a dude in my town named Wade Prather. I saw his huge truck when I was uh, 13, 12, 13, going to school every day. I just thought, man, one day if I can make some money and— Be able to build that, I would do that. So that's what I think that's where it all comes from.
0: Your dad's a truck driver? Was a truck driver?
1: Yeah, he hauled cars and stuff.
0: So, did you learn about trucks and actually the functionality of them and how they work and how to fix it from your dad at all? Yeah, working on
1: motors. So, it it all started really with just like anything with a motor. I loved going fast. So, I I raced a lot of outdoor motocross, um, you know, from like 14 to 19 and 20. And dad and John always built race cars and dirt cars and trucks, whatever they could build. If they could, like, work on it, they In would. In your
0: yard, something was being worked on or built.
1: There was chassis and motors. So that's the, and- early, that's
0: the early fascination to me. Even if you don't know you're fascinated, you're learning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just because you're around it. Your mm-hmm. dad's around it. But then you go next level, and you see somebody with a freaking awesome truck. Yeah. And you're like, I know how to do this, but that's what I want. Yeah. That's, that. So did you ever think about racing? Like, would that, that as being a, a career?
1: Um, I wanted to so bad. I really did. I love, you know, racing outdoors and I always did love it, but kind of the same thing. That's even a harder just industry to get into. You got to be a top five contender to even make a living doing I, I it. I hear you
0: saying that, honest to God. I do. and I respect that. But what yeah. you're doing right now is just as weird and odd and hard. And, oh yeah. And, and lightning in a bottle and all. So when you're like, man, I don't know about, what do you do? You can do anything apparently. You, you're yeah. nailing it. You can be a ra- astronaut. Just go do it.
1: Yeah. Hey, I tell people that. For the last two years, I truly believe a person can do anything and they ever want to do, and they're like, there's nothing is impossible. You can do anything. Is I it, just wasn't very fast on a dirt bike. Is
0: this still weird to you, what's happening to you right now?
1: Every day. Every day I wake up, and I, I, I call my mom, and I'm like, hey, Bobby Bones just asked me to come be on a show. I'm this blown away in that
0: you're so normal. I'll be honest with you. I thought, you're 22, you're killing it right now. Sometimes you may not even know how much you're killing it, but you're killing it, you're towns talking about you, your style. And I'm like, oh, this guy's not a douche. Cuz <laughs> no. Just the nature of this town, there's a, there's a good amount of douchebags because uh <laughs> yes. Creative if, if, and even if I think you're a douche, somebody else may not, but there's just enough. There's enough to always. And you're not. You're just a dude. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm- it's so refreshing you're just a dude. And so, but I mean that in the best way of Yeah. I'm- you know what you care about. You know, and you understand what's just happened to you and how crazy it is. And mm. you're still going full speed ahead at it. And, like, you're dedicated and mm. you're attacking this thing. And that is really freaking cool. Yeah. I just, you got to th- man, like a year and a half ago,
1: I I've n- I know where it's at. I know where being at the bottom is. I know how it feels to have nothing and feel like you, you just have literally nothing. And now that I know, you know, in all Honestly, how, how it is to be, you know, going towards the top or, or or going and doing great things. So every day I wake up, I thank God for just letting me be here. What First mom, of all, what's your mom say? Uh, she's always just like, no freaking way. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and she'll like, she's like, this is just insane. And she'll like talk to herself. And I'm like, this is just crazy. You know, so mom is like, I love talking to her about things. She has no clue what's going on as, you know, just as much as I do. And I'll just be like, yo, I think I'm, like, flying on a private jet. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Like, how crazy is that, man? Is it, I, I just can't just, like, I just sit back and I just smile. And I'm just like, this is insane. Have you done a lot of interviews? No, you're one of the very first. I've, I've no, I don't think I've ever done an interview. Like this. Are you serious?
0: I've never done anything like this. The, don't change. And it's going to be hard for you not to change because you get so jaded and also you, you'll get your label people and they'll do a good job for the most part. You're at a good place. Mm-hmm. You're at a good place. You're at Warner, right? Yeah. You're at Warner. They're, that's that's a good, it's a good group. And so you already know how to talk. And some people who are great off mic come in and they aren't sure how to talk. But what you're doing is you're taking what out there and you just bring it in here. Like that's the key. Yeah, I'm that's just like, talking to that's you. That's it. That's just it. That's what I'm saying. Never change. Yeah. So you, you're freaking out. Your mom's freaking out. Everything's. But I want to go back to you load the video up. You're you singing. You wake up. You got a couple million views. You decide you're going to tell the union you're not coming back. Mm-hmm. So, but then what do you do next? Do you go, all right, it's time to sing on TikTok? So,
1: literally, what I did next was, so I called the union, quit, and they were like, wait, you just like, you just want to like get off the list? I'm like, no, cut my card up. I'm done. And they were like, What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to try to be a country singer because I might as well try, you know. And so I called Gavin because I called him at 2 a.m. And I said, hey, do you care if I post this video? And he said, no, man, hell, if it it gets some views, why don't we try to cut it or however you do that? I don't even know how that works, you know. So I called him and I said, dude, have you seen TikTok? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, dude, go look at TikTok. And he looked and he's like, dude, so what do we do now? And I'm like, well, we got to figure out how to record it? We got to figure out how that works. Like, I don't know how it works. And he said, and he said, uh, "All right, man, I'll I'll take off work today. You take off too." And I said, "Nah, dude, I already quit." And he's like, <laughs> "You quit your job?" And I'm like, "Dude, no, I'm for real, Gavin. Like, I'm coming over to your apartment in the next year. You're gonna quit your job. I'm gonna I already quit my job. So you're gonna quit your job. We're, you're gonna be a writer. I'm gonna be an artist. We're gonna do this." So we got over there and we searched up recording studios because I always thought you had to have a personal studio start off music
0: well and that's what it looks like on tv anyway Mm -hmm. is that they have to go into a building in a room where all the big board is the microphone i thought the same thing but then you quickly learn what
1: that it's just a lot of home studios and i thought you legit i had to go buy speakers i had to go buy all this gear i had to like produce my own stuff so when i learned that you didn't have to do that i was like okay this is way easier this is a lot easier than i think it is so we went to nashville cut Mm -hmm. the song what's the
0: drive to nashville
1: four hours okay so not that bad we were doing it like two or three times a week me and gav
0: when you cut a song you drove to nashville did you find somebody here with a home studio or did
1: yes sean rogers had a home studio and i randomly it's the weirdest thing i randomly got hooked up with him from a dude that i hadn't this dude in my hometown of 800 people randomly knew that i was looking for a producer and i had not told anybody about this i had not talked to anybody but my mom
0: Wait, how would he know then no clue
1: still to this day have no clue how any of it got he just randomly called me and he said hey man my name's Richie and for some reason I've I just got your number from somebody do you need a producer and i was like why do you know that i've literally not told anybody <laughs> and he was like i don't know but i feel i just i just got your number and i like i just knew to call you and i was like yeah i need a producer and he was like well Sean Rogers does uh, an artist from back home named Dylan Wolf. He, he produces him, and would you want to go produce him? I'm like, I'll take whatever I can right now, you know? <laughs> so it was really wild. I had like 1500 bucks. Me and Gav threw 1500 and 1500 to get the song produced, and we were like, man, do you think we'll make our money back? Like, I don't have no more money.
0: And so. So, so you take the song, though. Do you load it up on the digital DSPs? The, yeah, uh, on DistroKid. Okay, so yes. you put it there, and then it goes up. Now— that's the song you did on TikTok at first. Mm-hmm. So then how do you get back on TikTok and go, we just loaded it up? Or did you, like, how do you let that crew, because how many followers do you have now at this point because of that song? I, so I went from 67,000 that night. And then when I woke up the next morning, I had
1: 140,000. So, so I you, you went from the night. truck
0: fan, the people that were fans of your work mm-hmm. and, and trucks, and you doubled up in one night. And so now you have all these music folks too, mm-hmm. that like your music. Yeah. So how do you let them know? I
1: just, um, I just started doing TikToks. I was just like, "Hey y'all, thank you so much for the support on this song. Um, I'm gonna try to get it out. I really don't know how we do that yet, but I'm trying to figure it out. So just bear with me." And I was super just transparent with them, and w- I just told them how it, how I was learning how songs were made and this and that, and then I just told them, "Hey, I, I uploaded it, and now it's gonna be released this day. You guys can stream it this day."
0: Yep. And were you? Surprised, relieved, which when it started to really get some traction in that space then and on the, you know, getting streams?
1: So when it started like streaming really well, we hit a million on Apple and I called, I called Gavin mom into the room and I'm like, is this good? <laughs> like is a million, <laughs> I think it was a million streams first week on Apple. And really? I was like, is this good? How, how do I gauge this? Like, are we doing good? Is it not making enough money? I had no idea. I had no idea what anything was. I thought my management before I signed with them was a label.
0: Oh no, that's that's a common, that's common. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I label management agents, all that crap to me when I started to. I was like, wait, I thought, what do you do?
1: Yeah, you're telling me I can have a manager and a label at the same time,
0: and you're telling me I got to pay a manager and an agent, but I feel like it's the same crap. I feel like I'm paying. Yes, yes, same thing. So you are. When did you get managed? When did they come to the picture? Did they message you from seeing you blow up online?
1: Yeah. So Scott Fraser. Um, hit me on on Instagram, and for some reason I responded. I would have never responded because there's this long, huge message with this uh, weird-looking guy with a bow tie on and this profile picture, and <laughs> I just thought, man, this guy looks like a weirdo. But something is telling me I need to like talk to him. So I called him, and I'm running through the airport, and we just had the best conversation. And he introduced me to Chief si- or Chief Saruk and Simon Tickman of the Core Entertainment, and that was. I had already had a meeting with Warner, with Chris Lacey, and I didn't know even what it was. I didn't know what I was... I was at this building just talking to a bunch of random people about music, and then a month later, I told them all about it, and they were like, wait a second, you've been talking to Chris, and you've been doing this, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we need to manage you. So they like signed me, and then about... That was two months after Never Coming Home came out, and then I think I signed my deals like a month and a half after that, or two months. <laughs>
0: Mike, can you play some of Never Coming Home?
1: And I got you blowing up my phone Cause you don't want to be alone Close that door on me And I ain't never coming home Oh no I ain't never coming home I'll say goodbye darling.
0: So what is the label when they meet with you and they say, hey, we'd love to have you, i love to sign you? What What's their pitch to you as to why they'd be the right one?
1: So when I got with Warner, when I m- met with Warner for the first time, it wasn't, they, the first question was, do you know why you're here? And I was like, no clue. I, I'm going to be fully transparent with you all. I have no idea who you are or who you are. <laughs> I don't know what this building is. And they were like, well, we're Warner Nashville. We're a record label, this and that. And I was like, okay. And then, honestly, it was just a really good conversation. I just really got to know Chris. I really got to know Rohan. How did you
0: get down there, though? The, who, who, how, who told you to come to that building, and what did they tell you was going to happen there?
1: Rohan Coley. Is an A&R from uh, Warner, and he just messaged me on Instagram. And Got he it. just was like, hey, man, would you want to come have a meeting? And I said, sure. I, I just love Nashville, so I was like, Any, anything to get me to Nashville. So you drove
0: down to have the meeting with some mm. people you had no idea what they did? Yep, ate pharmacy burgers in front yeah. of the. That was
1: when COVID was really, really you know, popping and outside with mass eating burgers and stuff. And we didn't even talk about deals or nothing. We didn't talk about anything like that. We what just, did you life, tell
0: them that your your life goals were?
1: Um I just told them I said I don't know what's going on but more of the story is I've got a vision for this. I, I like I, I think I know what music I want to sing and I know how I want to do it and I know who I want to be. So, there you go. That's that's what I am. I don't know I've not written, you know, written any more songs. I've not I don't know how to play guitar. I can't do this and I can't do that, but I know I've got a vision for what I'm doing and and and, and social media is working, so
0: I'm just going to keep doing that. So you left the meeting what was, like, the general feeling? Was it, hey, we'll talk more. We would love to have you go think about it. We don't like you. Like, what What, what do they make you feel like?
1: Chris made me su- feel super, like, at home. I felt super, like, um, very comfortable in the situation just with the people. I got to know Chris and Rohan really well just sitting there, and it was more like, um, hey, we're going to keep watching what you're doing. We're really excited about you. And I'm like, hey, I'm just grateful to be here, so – Thanks for having me. You know. And they
0: paid for the burgers, so let's hey, go. They paid for the burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I'll backtrack in a second, but I'm even looking at your dates here because you're going to be doing one, two, three, four, five six, on this eight eight shows, and half of them are already sold out. Maybe more than that at this point. Have you played a show yet for more than a hundred people? Yeah, yeah. We've we've been playing some really
1: crazy shows. That's another thing. Not is,
0: can you sell more than hundred tickets? Don't be confused right. by that because I know you can. But I'm saying, when did you start to actually? They make you, you, okay, go in front of this many mm. people. You've never done it before, but go sing in front of folks. When did mm. that happen?
1: So my very first show, I had a writer's round in Nashville at Live Oak, and it was just a little acoustic thing. And I, was, I wasn't I was really nervous. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's see how this goes. And then the next show I did was Luke Combs' uh, Rock the South. I opened for Luke, and it was, I just, I've watched rock stars. So I grew up on rock. I, I, I grew up. Uh, eight years old, I went to a Tesla Pop Evil concert, and in
0: um, so you're like like seventies, like sixties and seventies rock. You say that, yeah, like, that's, man, that's classic rock stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: some, and, but more into like the nineties stuff too, like the you know Saving Abel and you know Nickelback and so straight
0: ahead, rock, not even nineties alternative. Like you're straight ahead modern rock nineties.
1: Yeah, yeah I, okay. I grew up just on a lot of rock. Got but it. Anything with big guitars, you know, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow, any of that stuff, and. So I started going to shows when I was like 8 or 10, and when I went out to play Rock the South, I just was like, all right, I'm just going to do what I've seen other people do. So like very first thing, I'm running all the way down the catwalk. I'm just going to sprint <laughs> as fast as I can, and that'll get people's attention maybe. So literally, very first thing was just like sprinted, and I've not stopped every catwalk I've ever done. I just go. And I just balls the walls all the way down, and then I just sit there and look. But playing these shows for more than 100 people is insane. It's like truly something that I've never experienced in my whole life.
0: No, no, truly, yeah.
1: Because
0: no, no, truly, you didn't do high school, like talent shows. You know, it's like okay, oh, I can sing. Well, go play for thousand people, five thousand people. You're like, I mean, that's baptism by fire. Yeah. Do you have? Did you have fun doing it? Oh, a blast! I learned that
1: to sing you have to breathe I like (laughs) I got off of rock the south stage and I said man I just just don't feel good I don't I just don't feel good I can't breathe I, I don't feel good and then I ended up like zonking in the camper I just passed out in the camper so it was insanely fun insanely fun like my my body has never felt that like just I can run as much as I want nobody's gonna tell me to shut up I can scream as loud as I want And after that, I was like, I definitely want to do this more, but let's figure out how to breathe. Let's get in shape. Let's get some cardio going. And it's
0: really a thing. Yeah. And if you don't breathe right, especially if you have songs that are, uh, even the song we just played there, if there's a lot of singing, Mm -hmm. you have to really measure where you're going to breathe or you miss it Mm -hmm. and you don't get back to it until later, then then you're all the way out of breath. Then you're you're catching up the whole time. God awful. Yeah. So have you kind of figured out basically, you know, when you have a second take a breath. Yeah. Well, the show since then has
1: progressed a lot. You know, we've got um like a like a a break where I introduce the band and it gives me just a second to like get my heart rate down, get my breathing. But when you miss a breath, it's hard to catch it. You don't you're not mm-hmm. getting it back. There's no way cuz your next breath is going to be a shorter than what it was supposed to be. Terrible. Terrible. And
0: really wordy songs and you know, and also do a lot of stand up and so really wordy situations you have to go hit your exact points, and you miss it, and when you do finally get your second point, you're trying to make up for the first one. Yep. You're, you're never caught up. No. But it's fun that you, you've you got a band break, because you learn mm. quick. Yep. You learn quick. Yep. Yeah, one night, I just went,
1: boys, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. I, I, gotta, I gotta have something to breathe, because that last show was pretty rough. I need something to get me through this second half, and I, I've learned, I went from playing 25 minutes with Luke at Rock the South, to now I can play... Hour, hour half shows whatever in a year and like if you'd have told me you know 21 year old me playing that show that's like dying in the camper like hey man in a year you're gonna be just fine though watch i would have been like you're a liar so i've man. learned a lot
0: this festival and concert season will be all about the boots T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. .com. To Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me, in this fight and just text the word Bobby to seven eight five eight three three. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to seven eight five eight three three. 833 Listen to your music. Like rock in a hard place. That's like my vibe musically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Meaning, you know, you go, you know, I sing all these slow songs, but that, like songs that I can hear the words I can feel the words I don't need a bunch of tempo like that's that's my vibe and even musonically mm. even musically like what you have going personally for me like I love it mm-hmm. you know I don't Thank think I, and I don't think I have to love something to act to know why it's good but like I, I really love how you're doing it I want to play rock in a hard place right now is where well it mends or it breaks between a- Have you gotten to be a better singer now? Because you have to sing a lot more, so you gotta take care of it, but also like mm. tricks and you're working on a muscle. Are you getting better?
1: Insanely better. Going uh looking back at like demos from last year to now, I'm like, yeah, we gotta recut those vocals. I've I've learned just I've been in a lot of um vocal lessons. I did go through some voice stuff, um, right off the bat. I was smoking a lot. And because I used to smoke vape and I, I smoking a lot and singing every single day. I was, you know, I was going out and having drinks just because I was 21. And I learned very quickly that you can't do that. It's not just this like infamous thing that just has power all the time. It's, it's a muscle and you have to work it. So I've went through the last year has been a very, um, informational year i've learned so much just about how the voice works ha- things to preserve the voice things to do after a show before a show so
0: you've had to cram that's a great word for it you've had to cram it all that people learn at eight all the way till now for a normal person who grows up singing mm-hmm. you had to cram that all in one year yeah I'm- like all all of it the physical part of it the mental part of it the take care of your voice mm-hmm. and so it's a it's a crash course do yeah, you feel I'm- healthy right now
1: super healthy. I'm like the healthiest I've been in a long time. Um, I've been singing a lot here recently and every day I just, I'll call Chief and I'll go, dude, just cut another song and I feel amazing, man. Like I I can't, I can't express how amazing I feel, you know? And that just comes with the cardio and working hard, you know? So.
0: Do you get nervous when tickets go on sale that people are going to buy tickets or did you not think about it at all?
1: No, I didn't, Complete transparency. I didn't even know that what what the dates were yet. I didn't know like the routing or what was happening with the tour. And then Scott called me. and said, "Hey, tickets went on twenty five minutes ago, and you just sold out six of the eight venues." And I'm like, "Well, that's good. That'll work. Let's go." <laughs> that Let's you do go. know
0: that that's good. That that is that's good. All. Sold
1: so, out is always good. So. so
0: the stress didn't even get to you because you were still learning and you didn't know what you didn't learn yet.
1: Yeah, being being just thrown in the fire is honestly the best. It's like can you swim? I don't know. Let me jump in and see. So, because then you're not so focused on the little things. You're more focused on let's keep living every day and let's make sure we're progressing.
0: And also, what I what I like, what's happening you, if you don't know the rules, you don't always follow the rules. And sometimes you can create your own rules. And I've been able to do that in my career a bit, where I would just be a dummy at something and be like, I'm gonna atta- I'm just gonna attack it if it's writing a book mm-hmm. or, or doing stand up. And people are like, well, you're not supposed to write it like that. I'm yep. like, well, I don't know how to write it. So yeah. I did it my own way. And so when it finally comes to light, people are like, oh, this is different. And I'm like, oh, you're saying it's different. They said it was wrong, but it is different because I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And now it becomes kind of a standard. And I can see that happening with you a bit where you didn't know, but that's a strength for you mm-hmm. because you created your own lane. Yeah. And so that's exciting as an artist when you don't know all the rules because you can create your own. Yeah. And with all these other uh, Nashville folks, producers, writers—they want you to be around them. I'm assuming, like, hey, uh, get with this writer. Get with mm-hmm. the, uh, is that happening to you now, where they're trying yeah, to put I'm... you places? Um, any of these rooms you walk into, and you're like, dang, you've written all these songs, and you're gonna write, you're gonna write with me? Does that happen at all, or is it all still a lot of your crew? That you, yeah, you, that we you wrote with,
1: with. We wrote. I, I write with, of course, Gavin every single day. I write with. It's him awesome all day too the that day. you
0: guys are still like, like that's all, that's your dude.
1: Yeah, I, I told him from day one, I will never. Like, yo, if we start this, it's like in it to win. It. I don't when care. When did he
0: quit his job though? That's the question. How long?
1: Um, probably six months ago now. Yep. I he was so nervous. He was like, Man, like oh, I don't know if I should quit. I don't know if I should quit. And I'm like, dude, I can promise you, I'm gonna work really hard to make us both successful. Just trust me.
0: Does like, he go do on this. does he play your shows with you? Live shows? He
1: loves he doesn't play him with me, but he goes and he'll just watch. He just loves watching. He's like, dude, can you believe this is what we're doing now instead of working.
0: So, is he he signed a publishing deal?
1: Yeah, he just signed with Warner Chapel.
0: Okay, so he's writing songs yep. with, with you and with other folks.
1: Yeah, I, I bring him. I told him. I, that's what I told him too. I said I will never not bring you to a right. You will, you always invited to a right. Whatever whatever right. I don't care if it's the that's biggest awesome. right in the world. You know. So I bring him to every right because. We grew up. We grew up together. He knew. He knows exactly who I am. How I like my songs to be, so he can kind of help guide guide the train in the room.
0: Has he gotten to be a better guitar player since he's around a lot of players all the time?
1: Oh yeah, we both have. I mean. So you play now? Yeah, yeah. I can. I can. I played my first. I played "Fall in Love" on guitar the other day. I was very proud of myself.
0: So when did you pick it up? And how long did it take you before your fingers stopped hurting? Yeah, and you could do more than GCD.
1: Um, I just, honestly, going into all the rights, man, I watched just every guitar player. I'd be like, man, that's a cool chord. So I would watch every time he would go to play that in progression. I'd be like, where's his fingers? So then I would go home and I would just find it. And then I would do different uh, variations of that chord to see if I could. You would
0: experiment yourself without even knowing what it was? Same
1: thing with just not knowing the rules. Yeah. You know, and even to this day, everybody's like, hey, why don't you think about guitar lessons? I'm like, you know what? No, man, I've been doing everything my whole life, whether it came to pipeline or building trucks or this and that. I just did it my way because I didn't know how to do it. So I'm just going to keep doing it my way, and I'm going to figure it out on my own.
0: Do you feel pretty confident playing in front of folks now with a guitar?
1: Not on stage yet, but playing guitar. If they're like, hey, can you play us a song? I'm like, yeah, I can play you a song. You know, I can make you think I can play guitar.
0: That's what I do too. Yep. like I, I have people that are really good yep. but like i like i'm gonna do the bluebird on sunday night because i have oh, a sick I have a couple theater shows in town that i'm doing and so i just need to get on stage a couple times because a lot of my comedy and you know you can practice a song but if i don't tell jokes in front of people i don't yep. know if they're funny yep because i can go like i wrote this is freaking funny but if i don't put it out in front of people and hear back mm-hmm. i never really know so i'm gonna go play the bluebird i'm gonna do it by myself but like you i gotta really pick the songs that i'm really comfortable with yep because unless i got my people around me I'm very selective about what songs I'm going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So same to where it's like, I'm not, I can fool you. Yeah. If if you need 12 minutes, I can fool you. You'll be yeah. like, that guy is awesome. That, that guy can play guitar. Guy, he, he <laughs> can yeah. definitely. Or if you need a clip on Instagram, no problem. Yeah. I can do that. This festival and concert season will be all about the Boots.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Dot to com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at Audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. So you're playing guitar. Are you getting the free stuff now? Or like are music companies reaching out, guitar guitar companies, anything going, hey, we want to put this. You know, on your Instagram or your TikTok, and take it on stage. Any of that happening?
1: Um, I've been telling Scott and them. I'm like, honestly, I want a Gibson and I want a Gibson deal. I've ever since I've watched the Foo Fighters live. He Dave Grohl's always had a light blue uh, Gibson, whatever that is. It's some some guitar, but I've always been a fan of the Les Pauls. So Les Paul's SG forty or at SG the. Uh, j45s whatever so i'm like yo if i could have any guitars it'd be gibson for sure
0: big food fighter fan
1: huge massive food fighters fan i've seen yeah. him
0: i've seen him nine times
1: dave Grohl is just a different energy honestly it's, if an, I look ener- it's, show- it's an
0: energy it's an exact energy that nobody else has yeah dave Grohl live.
1: yep yeah, when i when i watch that i go i want to be him i want to be vince neal i want to be these rock stars Crazy, you're going
0: motley Crue too
1: Oh, I watch I watch the dirt every single night all the way through. I never I never not finish it. Not every single night. Every i shut up. I shut swear up, really. for the last It's good. Three and a half months. Yeah. I've I've just manifested that. I wanna
0: What about that though? Not like the
1: crazy fear? party yeah, yeah. like drugs and stuff, mm-hmm. but just the way they live life. I wanna just do what I want. I've always had that mentality of my whole life. I just Don't tell me what to do. I just want to do what I want.
0: I just want to be able to live. Let's do this. Five singers, front men. Okay. And that could be two. You may move off of it. Who are the five front men that you've watched as a kid? And you're like, I want to be them. And now you're actually going, I always wanted to be them, but I didn't really know. But now I do really want to be them as Mm -hmm. I do this. Who is it that's inspiring you?
1: Vince Neil, Chad Kroger from Nickelback, Jeff Keith from Tesla. No girl? Chris Cornell. Okay. Chris Cornell. We were watching him last night and- He was different, man. Chris Cornell was different. Scott Stapp is badass. Scott's badass. Any any of them old rockers, man. They just all knew how to just.
0: Have you met Scott?
1: No. Stapp? Nope.
0: Not yet. We've had him. uh, We've had him here before. He
1: follows me on TikTok. He does. He does follow me on
0: TikTok. So, dude, that's awesome. I was a big. I was a huge Creed guy.
1: Oh. When you are with me. Yes, dude. dude.
0: Awesome. Amazing. I went to a Creed show. I'm from Arkansas. A real small town in Arkansas. About 800 people like you. Grew up in a mm-hmm. town like you. Uh, same size. And drove to Little Rock to watch Creed in an arena. And I was a teenager, so I was, but I was working in radio. And I went back, and Scott Stapp was walking around. and You know, they were massive at the mm-hmm. time. I and mean, he was like, where's the ping pong table? And I was like, was, I was next to the ping pong table. I don't know I don't how to play ping pong. I yeah. picked up a paddle. And he found it. He was like, you play ping pong? I was like, yeah. I said He said, you won't play? Like, oh my, I, don't, I don't play ping pong. Oh my gosh. I don't play ping pong. And I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he goes, all right, here we go. I didn't even know the rules. Like, you have to hit it on the ground first. Uh, yeah. Have, uh, the ground. See, you have to hit it on the table, then hit it over. And he goes, you want to go first? He goes, you go first. But I didn't know what to do. I go, no, no, you go first. Uh, You're the guest. Crash course. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching. He hits it. And I'm like, okay. I think he beat me, like, I don't know, 21 0 uh, Before we got to 21 Zero, he, he was like, you don't know how to play. And he quit. We quit. And he walked off. No idea yeah, he's like, it's like, you don't know how to play. <laughs> and he walked off. And then. I told him that story, and he goes, yeah, it sounds about like me. He's yeah. awesome now, but that's, that's really cool. So you don't put Dave Grohl up there, though. It's your top five.
1: It's hard. It's, it's hard. so hard. Dave Grohl would be up there. He's such There's a, so many. He's
0: such an intense, positive energy when he performs. Yeah. And he screams, and I don't want to throw that word scream around, but he screams right on key. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect. And I've seen him nine times, and it's always been one of the greatest shows I've ever seen every single time. Yeah. Have you seen him live?
1: Never seen Dave. I've on YouTube mm-hmm. every day, every single day. I just watch Dave grow. I watched. I really like going back to like the Nirvana days and watching Dave young because I like look at him. Like really straight, straight hair,
0: long haired yes. uh, goofy playing the drums. Just
1: grunge. Yeah. Just really grunge. And I like look back at that and I look at him and I go, all right. What has he done from then to now to better his life? Because if he was doing these things at 22, probably shouldn't do those. What has he done? He's a super big role model. Yeah, like looking at him through the phone, I just go, man, I would be best friends with this guy.
0: I feel like it's interesting too because you know he's in Nirvana and he is starting to do the Foo, Foo Fighters, but he's doing it's all him. It was all just mm-hmm. him. I mean, he created all that himself, all the instruments, everything. Yeah. And he talks about you know he gave it to showed to Kurt and Kurt's like great that's all you know. So um, he had already been on that a bit. And I think at times, and obviously I'm, I'm way older than you, but I grew up a massive Nirvana fan, massive Foo Fighters mm-hmm. fan. Like that for me was when I was a kid kid. And to watch him come out of Nirvana, possibly one of the top, depending on decade, top 10 biggest rock groups of all time, because Nirvana made the whole 90s mm-hmm. sound there, the first one. Yep. And for him to go from something that big to something else that's massive, yeah. that really aren't connected Yeah, he He did did it twice. twice.
1: He did it twice in his life. He and I don't think he. Yeah,
0: I don't think he gets the respect, and he gets a lot of respect, but I don't think he gets what he deserves. I would argue, and this would be an interesting conversation, that he is right now America's biggest rock star. He's a little older, but who would be a bigger rock rock star than Dave Grohl? Meaning success, relevance, history. Who's an American rock star? Rolling Stones are still dead, so I'm, you can't, and they're, yeah. they're, they're not dead, they're still alive, but they're British. Yeah. Right? And I'm counting the old people, but once you get certain old, you're not even, rock. Cole plays a massive rock band that's yep. still here, not American. Name a bigger American rock star.
1: I don't think there is Dave Grohl. That's, I think that's it. Yeah. And he's, like, the craziest part about him is he's never lost momentum. He's always just been they, And they just Grohl. put out another
0: record, and it, it was massive again. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome.
1: Few Fighters has put another record out.
0: Yeah, like a year ago or so. Oh, like yeah. And, yeah, okay. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, really? like ju- just meaning they're in their 50s. Yeah. And that's just, and it was relevant even then. Yep. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear your influences. And it's also pretty cool that you're honest about them. Yeah. You know, I like that. I like that too. I'm just a big fan. I'm a big fan now, even more so after uh, spending time with you because- Yeah, thanks, man. Like, I enjoy what you're about. It's just, all right? Um, this has presented itself. And I really love it. Now I want to work really hard to do mm-hmm. it. And- you don't know the rules, and that's great. Yep. And if you're going to get in trouble, you have people now that'll stop you from getting in trouble. Yeah,
1: they'll be like, well, uh, we you can't know? do that, but. <laughs> like, that might put you in jail, <laughs> yeah,
0: but yeah. I like where your mind was. Yeah. I do want to play Fall in Love. Mike, if you could play that, please. My confession is a lesson that I'm told. Top 40 at radio right now? Yeah. Starting to get a little... little, Let's
1: go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that is a whole different animal, meaning you have a lot of people that are going to come to shows, but it's just a different kind of... And I say radio to me is radio. It's satellite. Mm -hmm. It's anything where the mass population that is not extremely tuned into the digital space where they just hear things and they Mm -hmm. become fans of. That's a a game... The space you're going into now is a game changer because you already got one unlocked. And you keep putting stuff there, you're going to hold that on lock because of who you are and how good you are. But, man, you start to become just everywhere once you hit freaking radio.
1: You can change somebody's, like, an artist's life so many t- like ways, but if you go to radio and you have a song do good.
0: Like people's ants didn't know who you are. Yeah. Random people's ants. Yeah. They're
1: like, oh, yeah, I know. I've heard of Bailey. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so funny talking about radio. Um, small towns, hometowns of artists. You're never like a big artist until you're on like the highway or until you're on, you know, that, FM that
0: someone can actually listen to in their car. Yep. Whatever it is, you're not big until then.
1: Yeah. No, I saw him. I was on the way to Casey's, and hell, he came on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> he must be getting pretty big, you know. Yeah. So I've always thought it is so funny how you really nobody really knows like music industry unless you're really in it, you know. So radio is. A weird thing that I am still trying to learn. I am still trying to Same understand bro. it. Same, so, bro. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't, I don't think there is anything to understand. I get, yeah. I get pissed at it all the time. Yeah. I get I'm like, yeah. the whole situation. Well, man, it's it's really cool. Like, uh, keep at it. I am anxious to see how you just you just kill it, dude. Thank you, man. I, you know, you came in. I was like, yeah, we'll see how this guy is. It probably be a douchebag. And then you are <laughs> yeah. you're not. You are not. You are just not. And um, I am super pumped that that we were able to make this happen. I, I was with my manager. Just this is how this is how it happened. I was with my manager and. We were talking about just general consumption, and he said Bailey Zimmerman um, is like one or two this week. And I just I heard it and whatever people mm-hmm. people are always telling me that, that things are good or things are not good. And so I was like, cool, cool. So Mike, who's like my main guy here, my mm-hmm. producer, my right hand guy, in everything I do, I was like, hey, I didn't know anything about it. I don't know mm-hmm. who you were. I was like Bailey Zimmerman. What's the deal? Uh, apparently, she's killing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I said she's earlier joking. I said I she's killing it and Mike goes hmm we talking about mm. the same Bailey Zimmerman because the one I know is not a she and yep. I, was like, I was like whoever it is I need, to f- I need to know what's up Yeah, and so then I found out what's up and I saw like all your dad and listened to your songs and stuff and I was like okay I'm into it Yeah, and then now getting to spend time with you it's like I might be your biggest fan I might be your number one fan list hey, that's, it. Be, that's it I'm paying for me and but
1: dude I, I've been your biggest fan I've, I saw um Mitchell's wife Megan, Megan,
0: mm-hmm. t- t- Mitchell, Timpany, yes, yes.
1: Megan, I saw her cry on her tour bus because you like you had her on your show and stuff, yeah. and I thought, dude, I want to cry. <laughs> I want to. I want to do that. Like, I want to be on Bobby Bones. Like, that would be so sick because I like. Just you know, going around Nash listening to you, like, hey, like my stylist, she was like, yeah, that's Bobby Bones' house. I'm like, man, maybe one day I'll get to go over there and like do that show or something. So, that's awesome.
0: Well, you should come up whenever you're good, and we got a whole uh, stage at the studio. You play one, play one morning. It'll be awesome,
1: dude. I'm in. It'll be awesome. I've not actually played a radio show yet like that. Really? Where it's like, hey, 8 a.m. We're gonna come in and we're gonna play. I've never, I've not done that yet.
0: Well, I know it sounds exciting, but kind of sucks because you're like 8 a.m. I never sing at 8 a.m. Hey. We just had Cody Johnson in and he did a bunch of songs. And he was like, Man, I don't. And Cody plays for 20,000 people every night. Yeah. And he's like, Man, it's singing in the morning. That kind of sucks. And I'm like, I I know. Imagine waking up at three to do this stupid show for five hours. (laughs) Stupid show. And it's awesome, but you don't like to. I don't like being early. That part sucks. Uh, Well, keep it up, man. I'm really, really pumped for you. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's exciting to see all that you're accomplishing. And it sounds like you have your priorities in check. You're still. You got your boys you came up with. Yep. You're still running with them. Yep. Dude, that's such an awesome story. And I'll end on this in that it's such a story. And, I and you know, in five years, ten years, we'll see where, where it takes you. But, like, when you talk to Garth or when you talk to Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. they've had this small, small group of folks the whole time. And that has been a bit of what has at times kept them centered either as a human or creatively. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a little bit of both, sometimes one or the other. But... Yeah, you and, you and your boy. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys are, are doing it for a long, long time.
1: I will never get rid of him, so.
0: I mean, famous last words. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Words. I love it. We'll, yeah. we'll yeah. save that clip. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And, and and maybe he wants to get rid of you, so let's not yeah. act like that, hey. uh, it's all you. Hey. Uh, tell your mom to say hello. Well, do. She well sounds deal. awesome. If she ever comes down and she's here, uh, we should bring her to the show. Bring her up, we'll do the whole thing. Have
1: mom on uh, the Bobby Brown show. Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: I, I, I love a supportive mom that is just like living... Uh, through their kid and someone who you call and like, hey, this is happening, and I feel like that's that's awesome. Yeah. All right, there. He, I'll tell you guys, go follow Bailey Bailey Zimmerman on both yep. TikTok and Instagram. Yep. Yes, sir. And that's it. I got nothing. Mike, is there anything you want to say? This has been one of the most fun interviews this I've done in a very long time. Refreshing sit down. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, a lot. Of, it's it. It gets to be pretty douchey, and so <laughs> it's awesome. This has been really fun. No, for yeah. Me.
1: I was super nervous. You were. I was. I, I was nervous, man. Like. Okay, honestly, I thought maybe maybe Bobby's a douche. Yeah, like, no, maybe I get Bobby's it. A <laughs> yeah, maybe, I feel like, that. Like, I'm so nervous to go into these rooms with these random people because you know how it is. Like, it's very easy to get off the ground when you're a person of interest and people know who you are when you go around. And so going in here, I was like, oh, I really hope Bobby's just like a chill dude and <laughs> we can just
0: hang. And- well, I think at this point, I am. I think I got to this town. It was normal. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't believe it. I had a couple years where things blew up really fast. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, Oh, maybe I will. and I had my douche mm-hmm. eighteen months or yep. so because I was just confused and I was like, "Oh, maybe I am way cooler than I," th-. and so I was wrong. I was way less yep. cool than I actually thought. And so, but now I know mm-hmm. that. And I, yep. you know, I just I'll leave with this. And I've had a couple friends that are artists that started. I was like, um, "You're gonna kill it! I can just see it. I can see it already. You're gonna kill it. This is gonna be a long career for you. You're gonna be super successful. Um, you'll ha- It's just try to shorten your douche years as much as you can." Yeah. you're gonna have a couple douche months on the minimal but it's have good people around you hopefully they're douches with you you get to live that out and yeah. you, then you get back to normal and yeah. you're like remember that douche 18 months we had let's <laughs> yeah. never do that again let's not do yeah. that again so, but you're owed that so yeah. don't be, just don't be a douche to me we're all good you can be a douche yeah. to everybody else yeah. you're yeah. owed a good douche 18 months yeah. and then back at it you know yeah next time alright uh, is your mom gonna listen to this do you think uh, yeah yeah. Um, yeah. what's her name Christy. Christy Christy you are more than welcome if Bailey's ever like hey I'm going to Bobby's show you come with him I would love to meet you and I hope you're super proud of him. You got a good kid. That's you stopped stop vaping? That's sick. Yeah. And he yeah. stopped vaping. Yeah. That's, that's right. that stuff. Because that, yeah. that's that voice. That, that's what it is. Hey, like, if it. you want to care about your professional career, yep. you got to take care of things. Yep. And so, all right, there he is. All right, Bailey Zimmerman, uh, follow Bailey. Tickets, I'd say get them. There are a couple shows where there's like three tickets left and they're all in separate parts of the venue. So he's selling out like crazy. But if he comes, go see him. All right, Bailey, good to see you, buddy. All right, good to see you, man. <laughs> This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Takovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Takovas has first-wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.